Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show with your host, Autumn Miles. Autumn Miles is an author, speaker, wife, and mother. She's the founder and CEO of Autumn Miles Ministries and the author of Appointed and I Am Rahab. Autumn's vision is to engage our culture with the bold truth of God, coupled with raw faith. Now, here's your host, Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn Miles with the Autumn Miles Show. Yep, that's right. You're hearing me again. You guys out there, all my listeners, I, I'm, I'm sweating. I'm blushing, although you can't uh, see me. But like one of those people that you put on a pedestal is on my show today. I got it before we get in because she's uh, amazing already. She's already one of my favorite people of all time. But I want to tell you a little bit about her. She needs no introduction, um, but she has won five Grammy Awards. Of course she has. Four Billboard Music Awards, three platinum records, five gold albums, 11 million units sold all across the world. She is simply known as The Voice. Some of you guys might already know who I am talking about. Okay, 40 Dove Awards, Gospel Hall of Fame, 30 albums. Her name is none other than Sandy Patty is on the show today. Hi, Sandy. How are you? Hi. Hi, hi, hi. I am. I thought thought you were going to end that little portion with... And a partridge in a <laughs> <laughs> Well, I probably could have. You guys, to my listeners out there, literally, if you know her, you know. I have been singing this entire day the Via Dolorosa. Sandy, Patty, thank you so much for being on the show today. Man, this is an honor. Well, thanks for having me. And uh, you guys are already so much fun. And I can see why your <laughs> listeners adore you. I'm excited. I kind of want to talk about Hello? your career a little bit. Can we do that for for like two seconds? Because you just sure. released, released a new project. But um, can I just be a fangirl for a second? What was it like winning all of those <laughs> Dove Awards and like releasing all that? Like what, what was that season in your life like? Was it just beyond? You know, it means more to me now, I will say, looking back. I think sometimes in the midst of crazy work and traveling and having kids, and you kind of miss that this is pretty special that we get to do this. And it's funny because my kids are older now, and so they're asking a lot of questions. Like, well, what was it like? You know, and they're like, I can't believe that. And Mm. so kind of retelling the story a little bit for them has kind of just made me realize, you know, for this wannabe school teacher, (laughs) I've, I've gotten to sing at some pretty neat places for a long time. And that makes me just very, very grateful. I think I missed it as it was going by because you're mm. just trying to trying to stay up, you know. Mm-hmm. But looking back, I you know, there's just a lot of gratitude for sure. Well, my mom is a singer, and every time you would release a song or a single, the special that week would be my mom singing your song. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I, I was like, sometimes our guests like get busy or, you know, whatever, and we're not able to have them. So I haven't told my mom that I'm actually talking to you right now, but when I do, she's going to blush and everything too. So just thank you for giving of yourself all those years and for blessing people like me with the gift that God had given you. It's like raw talent. It's amazing. So thank you so much for that, Sandy Patty. Well, you are. Hey, was there a song that your mom liked to sing more than any other? 
I mean, I think it's it's Via Dolorosa. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, of course, it was done every Easter on Sunday morning yeah. when, when there was like, wait, what do you call those things? What did Jesus a tomb? <laughs> what did Jesus go yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they would make a tomb on the side of the church, and she would stand in right. front of it. I mean, yeah, it was pretty. It was. I think that that was mm-hmm. that was the most memorable one, but. So let's get into your new project. Uh, you released oh. a book, which I love and have done my homework on, called The Voice. And it released in November 6, 2018. So this book has just come out. And I think you have some incredible points in the book. And it's interesting that you're kind of named The Voice. It's kind of, you know, your, your name. So talk to me about this new project and just your heart behind it. Well, you know, there is a perspective, I think, that one gains the more seasoned. That's just a really creative way of saying the older you get, Um, (laughs) the more seasoned that you are. And I am 62, and I can kind of look back. I, I have had more years that I've known God to be faithful than I have had less years of just that unknown Will he be faithful? Mm. And what I'm loving about this season is being in a season to be able to mentor the people coming behind me, many of which are my children, because we have eight kids between us. Wow. And then a couple of girls at my church, and whether it's audiences, whether it's people who are reading the book. And we called it The Voice because many years ago, my record company thought that I needed you know, to be branded. So they just said, hey, we'll just call her The Voice. And little did they know that that was the one thing I was most unsure about. Not the singing part so much, but just being able to speak up and speak out in life. And um, if somebody, you know, had a disagreement with me or, you know, I just, I didn't know how to do conflict. I didn't know how to own my own voice, speaking voice. And so it's always been an irony to me mm-hmm. that the voice has been that moniker in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so it was just a chance for me to kind of just walk the reader through not having a voice, my voice being quiet, my voice being silenced, finding my voice and having an awkward voice, and then really ultimately finding God's voice within me. It's so fascinating to me because I think the perception of you, at least my perception of you, was always just really confident woman. You know, clearly your voice your your singing voice um, just portrayed you as like you know this girl boss lady boss you, you stood up there hit all those notes so that is incredibly interesting to me in the notes that I have it says that you lived a lot of your life feeling unworthy of love or value um, will, will you talk to me about that just a little bit sure you know when I was six years old sort of the unthinkable happened and that was a woman's pleasure became more important than my innocence. Mm. And that happened for about a week. And you, you don't really know how abuse just impacts the way you see life and mm. people and other relationships. And especially when you are, you know, told, you know, you can't tell anybody, no one will believe you, you'll be the one who'll get in trouble. You just kind of, I just began to just, 
silence the quiet voice I already had and never really spoke up about that incident until I was in my 30s and never shared it with my parents, which I am finding is very, unfortunately, Mm. a very common thing. Yeah. Because you, you pick up the lie and you begin to see the rest of the world through the lens of that lie. Mm. What happened for me was I began Bible study fellowship and there was, there's just an amazing thing that happens when you begin to put the truth of God's word in you. The lies have to find someplace else to go. And so a lot of times they'll burp up in behavior or in um, panic attacks or They'll burp up in, you know, situations that maybe used to feel safe to you, but then all of a sudden you feel, why why am I so uncomfortable here? They will find their way. Mm. And through Christian counseling that I'm so grateful for, they began to really walk me through the story that I knew, Mm. but it was like someone had turned over a jigsaw puzzle and I had to figure out how these pieces went together. And, you know, that's not something that happens overnight. And you have to give yourself time and grace and love and permission all along the way. Mm. But I'm so thankful that now at 62, I can write a book that sort of walks through all that experience. And hopefully, and the mail I have gotten from people has just blown me away. Wow. In that they have said, you know, I am going to counseling because I read your book. That is amazing. Guess who's on my show, listeners out there, Sandy Patty. She needs no introduction, but man, um, this woman is a powerhouse. A lot of us know her as a singer, a world-renowned singer, uh, but she wrote a book called The Voice, Listening for God's Voice and Finding Your Own. You know, some people don't have a problem speaking out, okay? But some people do. And mm-hmm. I, I love that you sort of wrote this book as a mantra for those who who do struggle with this, especially when you go through something like sexual abuse. Sandy, just FYI, and all of my listeners know, I was abused for seven years by my ex-husband. So um, th- mm. this has been a huge theme of really a lot, a lot of just the revelations of the Lord. I found the Lord Mm -hmm. in that marriage and a lot of revelations Mm -hmm. of the Lord came out of it. So our voices, when we talk about abuse and we talk about sexual abuse, Mm -hmm. it really gives other people power. So I want you guys to pick up this book, but we are not done talking. Sandy, in in this book, you know, that you've written to those that that kind of, they struggle with finding their own. How do I? How do I speak up? What do I say? Um, What are some things that need to happen in someone's, just in life in general? What are some tips that you can give um, to help someone that's saying, that is me. Thank you, Sandy, for writing that book. What can you tell them? uh, Drop some wisdom bombs on us. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? You know, you could ask so many people and get so many different opinions. This is just sort of my observation Mm -hmm. and what has been true in my life. I think the first most honest place to start is listening. Mm. And here's why I say that. Begin to listen to the people around you. If the people around you are trying to portray that life is perfect and they didn't have a fight with anybody on the way to church (laughs) and that they have parenting figured out and that 
they never have a disagreement in their marriage or they're, you know, then those probably are not going to be safe people. Mm. But if you listen and lean in and you listen to people who are willing to say, man, you know what? This week was hard. Parenting is hard. Mm. Like, I remember the first time I went to Bible study fellowship, and I was with a group of women in our discussion. And I remember I didn't say, I tried not to say anything that remotely resembled difficulty or pain or anything. And we all went around the circle, and one lady said, to be real honest, I come to Bible study fellowship because uh, it helps me not want to hurt my children throughout the week. And wow. she was joke. She was joking. Yeah. You know, she was she was making a joke. But what she was saying was parenting is hard. Yeah. And I could not believe someone was that authentic. Mm. And so I just began to lean in and listen a little bit more. And I began to hear other women talk about just life being hard sometimes and my husband travels a lot and it's hard being a single parent and you know blah 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 and I thought okay these women are willing to talk about reality in their life Mm. they will more likely be able to hear somebody who wants to begin a conversation Mm. so I think listening is one of the first places Mm. Um, I think Sometimes it's just about owning the story in ourselves. And if we're not comfortable yet with speaking words to someone else, another place to begin is a journal. That's just your journal that you just put all of your feelings. It becomes like David's song. Because I think he modeled for us what journaling looks like. Yeah. Um, one minute he is as high as a kite. The next minute is, where are you, God? <laughs> and, I mean, and that is so real. Yeah. <laughs> and if and and so I I often encourage women to begin journaling. Just and you know tuck it away somewhere where no one's going to come across it. It's just between you and the Lord. But be honest. That is a great place to start. And I think if, if you can begin those two places, really listening to the people around you, being honest, even with yourself, with your own story, I think that the next step begins to reveal itself. It begins to reveal who is that person that becomes a safe person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am like the third, the third and last one is um, don't be afraid of Christian counseling. It is not the weak who go to counseling. Yes. It is the strong, it is the brave, it is the courageous people who go to counseling. So I think that's one of the first places we have to reframe. Mm -hmm. We have to. And you are so right. There are issues that we don't even know where to start. (laughs) And what I love about a good Christian counselor, and let me underline again, do your due diligence. Yeah. Don't just go to the first person in the, oh, I started to say yellow pages, but we don't have yellow pages. <laughs> yeah, we don't, don't go to the first person you Google now. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you know, um, ask around. Um, like I know that our church has free counseling for anybody who is a regular attender. 
at our church. That's how much our pastor believes mm-hmm. in counseling. Amen. Um, so it, it is not, it's not the weak who go. It's the strong who go. Yeah. It's not the unhealthy who go. It's those who want to get healthy. And I would simply just challenge you, go one time. Just mm-hmm. go once. Yeah. Just go once. And if it's not for you, you'll know. Yeah. Um, go once. And I think you will see that there is a lot of empowering, a lot of compassion and understanding and much less prescriptive like, well, if you do A, B, and C, this will happen. But a lot of listening, a lot of question asking to where they help you find the answer that you already know is inside you. That's amazing. It's such a powerful tool. Um, So Sandy, this is something that I love in your questions um, that I think the world needs to know. One of the things that that you talk about is um, just uh, how do we listen for God's voice in our lives. I think a lot of people struggle with that. And this is something that you talk about in the book. What can you talk about that? Yeah, definitely. I would venture to guess that those who struggle with their voice also struggle with what I continue to struggle with. And that is self doubt in my own thoughts and opinions. Okay. You know, should I have said this? Oh, you know, we have this phrase where I I will sometimes say, you know what? You are shooting on yourself a lot. (laughs) I should have done this. I should have done that. I should have said this. You know, we do that a lot. And especially if you're a personality type like I am, I second guess myself all the time. Mm. So one way that has helped me is, before I need to make a decision or I need to think I need to speak up or need to say something, I will just just calm my heart and say, God, go before me, go behind me, mm-hmm. walk beside me mm. and reveal to me what I'm supposed to say and when. Mm. That's really important. And a lot of times what will happen, and I this isn't mine, this is some... Um, Bible teacher, and I can't remember their name. A lot of times when you pray, the first thought that comes to you after you pray is often that gift from God for Mm. direction. Mm. That's a good tip. And yeah, so don't dismiss that. Um, And if you don't understand it, then pray about it again. Okay, God, I think I heard you say this. Confirm it, you know, over the next course of a few days or a few hours, confirm it with your word in my spirit and in some and someone else speaking truth back to me. You know, um, when those things can be confirmed um, by God's word through his Holy Spirit and by somebody else um, speaking truth back to you that may not even know that's what you prayed about, but you'll go oh my gosh, how did you know, like on a sermon Sunday? You know, sometimes our pastor will say exactly what I've been praying about. (laughs) So it's like, okay, God, I get it. Thank you. Um, But those are great ways to confirm, if you have any doubt, 
first of all, take your take your time. Yeah. Ask God to confirm it through his word, someone else, and through his spirit. And then give you opportunity to speak. Um, that is my husband. I'm sorry. My husband is a well, one, one thing. My husband is a seven on the Enneagram. If you know anything about the Enneagram. <laughs> oh, yes, we do. Yeah. Okay. He's a seven on the Enneagram. Okay. And I am a six on the Enneagram. Okay. So there's a lot of fear happening in our home. <laughs> um, but one of the things that he and I will talk about is he'll say to me, I've said the same thing to our kids for the last five months. You say it one time and they listen. Hmm. And one of the things that we talk about is, do you want to talk or do you want to be heard? Hmm. Because if you want to be heard, you have to wait for the win. Yeah. Yeah. That's some wisdom. There's a truth bomb right there for sure. Um, I want to ask you another um, question. You know, you you did get just... God gave you such an incredible amount of success um, just in the singing industry and, you know, with the albums and, and, and all that went with that. Um, for someone that has so much talent in one area, you know, sometimes that can become your identity to have so much talent in one specific area. Um, would you encourage someone just like yourself that does have a lot of talent in one area to explore other avenues um, to see what else God has created them to be? Because I just, I, you know, you're a singer and now you're writing books. So um, it's pretty, it's pretty incredible. Well, you know, um, I think in one of the earlier chapters of the book, I talk about how it has been, I don't know why we do this, but we tend to ignore the things that are innate in us and think that pos- that can't possibly what God has given us. Um, to, to really sacrifice and do something for God, it has to be hard for us. Hmm. And, um, and and I have really come to believe that God, number one, gives us gifts, mm-hmm. and they are irrevocable. That's what God's word says. They, He's not going to take it back. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, there are, you know, some of our kids are wrestling, you know, really with what do I, you know, what do I do, you know, well, I do this, but is it really being used for God? Yeah, and they are so in their gift house, in their in their in their giftedness and in their wheelhouse, they don't even realize what they're doing is for God, mm. because we have this notion that something needs to feel really hard. Yeah, um, someone, what you know, I have uh, some friends. We have a small group here. And they'll say, oh, my gosh, I can't do anything. I mean, I can host a party. But <laughs> it's like, hello, do you know that is a biblical gift? Yeah. Hospitality is huge. Yeah, but I can't sing or I can't play the piano or I can't, you know, do this and this. It's like, yeah, because you've been given this gift. Yeah. And so... um, I think sometimes don't overlook what seems to be a natural bent mm-hmm. in us. Like you are really good at creating energy. <laughs> that you know, radio is hard. <laughs> That's the truth. You don't have someone's face. 
Yeah. All you have is the sound of your voice. Mm-hmm. And but what you do is you paint pictures with the sound of your voice. You ask questions. Um, you invite the audience into what feels to me like we're just sitting in a couple rocking chairs, maybe on the porch, just chatting. Yes. You know what? That is a gift. Amen. I love that. You know, we're out of time, Sandy Patty. Um, but I but listen, to all my listeners out there, this woman is like the real deal. And um I just I feel I, I love that you wrote a book for for people that um, struggle with speaking up. I think that, that that's kind of like an o- overlooked almost genre of people. And um, I, I would say to my listeners out there, and I know there's a lot of them out there that, that struggle in this area that need more courage, go get Miss Patty's new book, The Voice. And um, it's the voice listening for God's voice and finding your own. Um, go, go out there and get it. And you know what? To you, Sandy... What an honor. I know I said that 50 hundred times, but um, thank you for being on my show. Thank you for uh, sharing wisdom with us. Thank you for your time. Um, we just feel really honored that you would come on the show and, and share a little bit with us. Well, it is my honor as well, truly. And thanks for having me so much today. Thank you so much. And to all my listeners, guess what, guys? You can catch me right back here tomorrow on The Autumn Mile Show. Thanks so much for listening today. The Autumn Mile Show is listener supported, and your donation to keep her on the air is appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of Autumn Miles' book, Appointed. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on The Word 100.7 FM.